Hello and welcome to Feminine Fire, a podcast where spirituality meets soulful business strategy. I'm your host, spiritual life and business coach, Beck Cazillo, here to help you ignite your inner fire and step into the highest vision for your life and business. Join me as we explore what it takes to get out of your own way, uplevel your worth, master your mindset, and build the spiritual business of your dreams. If you're a spiritual woman ready to create a life and business that truly sets your soul on fire, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. This is Feminine Fire. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Feminine Fire with Beck Cazillo. Today, I am bringing you a conversation with one of my favorite humans on the internet, Alira Potter. Alira is a proud Yorta Yorta woman living on Wadarung country in Victoria, Australia. She is a self-described sassy, spiritual, witchy sister who wears many hats. She is an energy healer, a psychic, a meditation teacher, a life coach, and a model, among other things. Her practice is grounded in culture and connection with a healthy dose of good vibes, love, energy, sassiness, realness, and positivity. Now, over the last 12 months, Alira's business has absolutely blown up. She has gone from doing readings for family and friends while working in a corporate job to now running her intuitive healing business full-time. Her following on Instagram alone has gone from 4,000 to over 25,000 in that time. And it is safe to say that she has scaled her business very, very quickly. In this episode, Alira and I explore what it's been like to grow her business so rapidly. We talk about the back-end supports she has put in place, money mindset, trust, surrender, and we also talk about the practices she uses to connect with her intuition and make decisions in her business that are intuitive and aligned. And if you follow Alira on social media, you will know that she is also a passionate advocate for decolonizing the very whitewashed wellness space. So we dive into that too. We talk about the importance of changing the narrative and how to create culturally safe and diverse spaces. This is a must listen for anyone who is creating and holding sacred space for others in their business, as I know so many of you who are listening do. Now, if you're listening to this episode as it's being released, I have some news for you. I have just opened the doors to the next round of my spiritual business, Mistress Mind. This is my six-month high-level coaching experience for women who are ready to make great money in their business while remaining deeply aligned with their sole purpose. It is a combination of both one-to-one and group coaching. It is the best way to be coached by me because I do not offer one-to-one coaching outside of this program. You also get the support from an incredible community of like-minded women in spiritual business. And we also have a bunch of guest teachers coming in to share their magic and wisdom with the group. Alira is actually one of the guest teachers inside the program, and it is just such a powerful space to be in. 
So the doors are now open. I would absolutely love to support you to grow your business. I will leave the link in the show notes or you can come on over to Instagram and send me a DM. I'm at beck.cazillo and I would be more than happy to have a chat with you about it. I will always, always, always be honest and will let you know if it is the right fit for you and your business. Now, without further ado, let's dive into this juicy, juicy conversation with the wonderful Alira Potter. Hello, Alira, and welcome to the Feminine Fire podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and talk all the good things. (laughs) So exciting. I want to dive in and ask you straight up about your spiritual business journey. And if you can take us back to the beginning and talk us through starting your business and when you realized that you wanted to share your intuitive gifts with the world. Yeah, I mean, it's always like such a long story since I was such a young age. I've just been like gifted with this like beautiful intuition and gift. And as a kid, I think kids are really gifted as well too. We're really in tune when we're young. And I just remember growing up and just being really just in tune with everything. But then as I got older, it sort of just slipped away and I stopped. Then my mum, she sadly passed away from cancer and I sort of like hit a bit of a rock bottom and I sort of lent on that spiritual side of things to sort of get that sense of belonging for a little bit after she passed. And then it wasn't until probably the last maybe two years when I really lent on the spiritual world just to really find myself, figure out what I wanted to do. And that's when everything really opened up. Like business is just I don't know, it's expansive, it's blown up, it's big and yeah. Amazing. It's been so incredible to watch that journey, especially over the last 12 months because your business has totally blown up. So I'd love to start there and ask you to talk us through what it's been like to grow your business so quickly. It's been crazy to say the least, so crazy. I mean, like 12 months ago, I set the intention of, all right, I'm going to do readings for friends and family just for a bit of fun and we'll see what happens. And then it turned into friends of friends being like, oh, could I get one? And I was like, yeah, I'll I'll test the waters and see how this goes and go from there. And then I did my Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 course. And I was like, oh, there's something here in this healing space. Something feels really good. And I tapped into that. And then it just sort of started from there. Lots of like self-development courses, life coaching courses, spiritual courses, And I just put it out to the public, put it out to the universe, and it's just all come back to me tenfold, which has been amazing. So that's just like one sort of, you know, income stream is that spiritual side of things. And then all the other things that I do sort of just like flow on into it as well too. You are an incredibly multi-passionate human being. You have lots of things going on. You're a psychic, you're a healer, you're a spiritual coach, you're a meditation teacher, a model, you're a photographer. Bit of everything. A bit of everything. So you obviously don't fit neatly into one little box when it comes to having a business. And I think when starting out, often I know with a lot of my clients, they've really struggled to find what's their thing, especially when they're interested in so many different things. So can you speak to how you bring all of your passions into your business so beautifully? Yeah, I think they all sort of flow in pretty nicely. They're all intertwined. 
I guess I'm just really lucky when people book a healing session, they're going to get a little bit of the coaching side of things too, a little bit of a reading, a little bit of energy healing. It's like it all just flows into one, which has been so beautiful. And same with, I guess, the modeling side of things too. I mean, that's all a part of, you know, self-love and journeying and the body and the mind and the spirit. And I guess the photography side of things, I mean, content creation, that's like huge. That's what our businesses rely on is that perfect image on social media and things like that. So it all intertwines and I love how it's panned out and I love how it's going to pan out over the next few months as well too. I think it's just... I think I'm in a really good position to just do whatever I want and allow the expansion to fully happen and let the universe catch me. (laughs) I love that so much. What would you say to someone who's starting out in their business and looking at someone like you who's grown their business so quickly, what would you say to someone in that starting phase? Don't question what you have and your ability. There is space for everyone in this space that we're all in at the moment. I think a lot of women, we like want to start a business and then we're like, oh, I don't know if I should do that. Like someone else is doing that. And it's like, no, there is space. Like switch that mindset, just go for it. What's the worst that's going to happen? I love that so much. Mindset's such a huge part of it, Mm, right? Exactly that. Have you found that you've had any specific mindset challenges that you faced? Oh, 100%. I mean, all the time, I feel like I'm always like questioning and being like, mm, like, oh, I don't know if I should do that. Or then I'm like, no, come on. You tell people to just run with it. You should do it too. I don't think it ever stops. I don't think everyone has the perfect mindset 24-7. I think there's always that ego wanting to come in the way and sort of be like, are you sure you want to do that? Is that like good? Whereas our intuition is just like, yeah, do it, do it. And we just need to like listen to the intuition and just go for it. So 100% back and forth on the mindset. Do you have any practices that support you to really drop into that intuition? Mm, I meditate like once, twice a day. I have to. I feel like if I don't, I can't function. I don't know what it is now. It's like my body relies on it. I rely on my cards heavily as well too. I'll be like, I'll pull a card for the day or I'll pull a card for any scenario that has may have popped up. But yeah, they're probably like my main two things. I love it. Especially that it's something that you teach and preach, I suppose, right? Like you're a meditation teacher, you read with cards. I love that you use them yourself and then share that magic with others. Yeah, you have to practice what you preach. (laughs) I love it. Can you talk us through a little bit Obviously, as we've talked about already, your business has grown so much in the last 12 months. Can you talk us through what that looks like on the back end? You know, what kind of structures and things have you put in place to make that happen? Yeah, I'm really lucky because I've always sort of manifested that I wouldn't be a one woman show, that I would have a team or people or support behind me. And that's what I have. So for everything in terms of, I guess, all the social media side of things and all the bookings for campaigns and the modeling stuff and speaking. I have a manager who like looks after all of that. I literally flick her an email and I'm like, Steph, you can deal with this. I don't want to deal with it. Um, And everything else, I'm really well supported. Like I have, I know nothing about finance or money or anything like that. My accountant deals with all of that. I've just, I'm really well supported behind the scenes. I think For me, initially, I wasn't and I didn't understand my boundaries. So it was just like all in and I'm like, well, what the hell am I doing? And then towards the end of last year, I was like, okay, form the team that you want, bring in the people that you need to help support you. And I have. I also just signed on to have a business coach as well too, because I think that's really important. 
mainly for me because I'm like a big procrastinator and I'll say I'll do something, but it'll take me like a year to do it. So it's like nice to have a business coach to just sort of like give me a kick up the butt and be like, yeah, this feels good, do it. I am a big advocate for having a business coach. And I think there's many benefits of it, that kind of motivation and keeping you on track. Also just having someone to bounce those ideas off and be like, am I being crazy for wanting to do this thing? (laughs) Exactly. I just feel like nothing is out of reach. I mean, that's my mindset that I have at the moment. I just am like, nothing is out of reach. I can like put something on a piece of paper and just be like, yeah, we'll give it a go and we'll see what happens. And if it fails, it fails. That's okay. At least we gave it a crack. It's such a great way to approach business, I think, especially when Mm. the only way to work out if something's going to work and resonate with your people is to try it. That's it. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I want to switch gears now and talk about decolonizing the wellness space because I know that's something that you're really passionate about. Can you talk us through what that means? Yeah, good question. Love this question. It is like a hot one, I feel, and it's been a hot one for 12 months. I think decolonizing the wellness space, I mean, we can all agree that it is a pretty whitewashed space and it's like where is the black representation, where is the cultural safety, awareness, where is... I don't know, just people just being a little bit more conscious of their rituals and things like that that they're utilising maybe in their business spaces as well too. I just wanted to come into the wellness space and be like, okay, this is my business. This is how I'm going to like do my practices, but I'm going to make sure that I'm doing it in a way that's not going to appropriate another culture. But I'm also going to make sure that I am supporting my community as well too and making sure that they have access to my services, which I think is really important in the wellness space. So I think we do have a long way to go because there is no black representation anywhere, anywhere. And I'm talking like people just think the wellness space is just, oh, okay, it's just like yoga and meditation. It's like, no, let's look at it as like a whole picture. This is like branding. This is like active wear. This is businesses. Like this is major companies. Like, we need black faces and like color through these businesses, organizations and brands. So then I know that my kids, when they grow up, it's going to be pretty bloody normal if there's an Aboriginal model in the window of a shop front or whatnot. Because I don't think I had any of that representation growing up at all. It's so interesting, right? Because especially as small business owners, there's almost like, okay, what can I do in my business firstly? then what can I do to advocate more broadly and use that platform that I've been given as a business to then go encourage other people to explore this space, do some learning and then change their practices that might be appropriating and inappropriate and all that sort of thing. And then there's the whole personal side of it. So there's many layers to this. My clients and the listeners of this podcast are women who are in the spiritual space, who are usually holding and creating sacred spaces for other people, what would you say to them as their next steps? I would say do your research on why you do what you do and do your research on the tools that you're currently using as well too. And look, I'm 100% I was in a position where I was like using Palo Santo and I was like hang on a second this is Native American I can't be using this in my business like this is this is not right and I think it just comes down to education 
understanding why you're doing what you're doing. Where is it actually coming from? I mean, I always use the example of like, everyone does yoga. It's like full of white women, but like, do they know the origins of yoga and that it's come from India? Like, it's just, I think it just comes down to that education and don't be afraid to be uncomfortable if you don't know the answer because you going out there and getting educated is going to make those small little impacts for bigger changes. I love that. You can start small, right? And just take the first step and then take the next one and then the next one. And I think really touching on that, it's okay to be uncomfortable. And in fact, it's kind of necessary to be uncomfortable. Yeah, it's crappy being uncomfortable, but it's like it's growth. It's all a part of that journey. And if we don't get uncomfortable with it, we're not going to learn from it. So be uncomfortable and be okay with like not knowing the things that you don't know as well too. It's okay. I feel like some people are too hard on themselves as well too, that they have this expectation that they're like, oh my God, I've got to throw out all the Palo Santo right now. Like we can't use it. And it's like, well, just chill. It's okay. Just educate yourself. It's that simple. Yeah, Yeah. I think too, if you get stuck in that, place of guilt or blame then you're almost paralyzed and it's like well I don't know what to do now and it's okay to keep running your business right but at the same time do the learning make those changes you need to make Mm -hmm. and as you do that you'll be creating a business that is culturally safe and inclusive right exactly a conscious business 100 percent I love that word conscious yeah To finish, Alira, I'd love to ask you about using intuition in your business. And I think this is something that we all want to tap into and make sure that we're making decisions that are intuitive and aligned. What would you recommend for people wanting to tap into their intuition and use it in their business? Firstly, I think people get intuition mixed up sometimes. I think people fully associate it with the spiritual side of things. And they're like, oh, you have to be woo-woo to like, feel into that but it's like no we can utilize it to really make conscious decisions around our business and I always say to my clients just pause before you make a decision or pause before you say yes to that opportunity and feel into your intuition if it's a half ass no it's an automatic no if it's like a full yes it's a yes so feel into that intuition and allow yourself to just do what feels right i think that's really important especially with the business because you you want to grow i guess and you want abundance flowing on in so don't be afraid to pause before you make a decision that is probably like the best advice and especially if the opportunity has come to you they want you for a reason so just pause there's no need to rush I love that. I love the, we don't have to rush things. And I think we live in a world that encourages us to do that. And it's okay to slow down, take a moment and actually work out whether or not it's the right thing. I'm a big believer in the universe provides us with these opportunities and our our best opportunity to tell the universe what we want are the words yes and no. So what we say yes and no to is so important. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. I Yeah, 100%. Can we talk now quickly about abundance and money mindset in your business? Because I know this is something that you have been working on. Mm, like I preach to people about my money mantras and money mindset. And it all stems from, I guess, growing up in a poor family and 
you know, we sort of had to live off, you know, single mum income. And I always said to myself, I'm going to be that person that's going to break down that barrier and make sure that I have all my bills paid, money in my account, savings, like everything. So it was about 12, probably 12 to 18 months ago, I like hit a bit of a rock bottom with, I guess, partying and just sort of running myself into the ground. And I remember I woke up and I had $100 in my bank account. That was it. No savings, no nothing. It was like $100. And I just remember being like, okay, you're nearly 30. You need to like get it together. And from then on, I was like, okay, let's switch the mindset about money and start thinking about money in a positive way rather than a why me? Why don't I have this money? Instead of I'm allowing money to flow on in, I'm allowing money to come to me. Money will always come to me. So it's like switching that mindset. And when I started to do that, I was like, oh, okay, money's starting to flow on in. And I kept saying, thank you, money. Thank you so much. Um, And I'm such a huge, huge, huge advocate for investing your money in yourself or your business because we have to see it as what we put out there, we get back. So I think I told you the other day, I invested in the business coach and it was like $3,000. And I'm like, it's okay. It'll come back to me it'll come back to me and that's okay because that's an investment. It's like the positive mindset about money. It's such a good thing to remember, especially when you're first starting to make those big investments. I also remember the first time I invested in a business coach and it was huge. It felt really huge. And I think you said this before so beautifully, you kind of just have to take that leap and know and trust that the universe will catch you fully, fully catch you. Yeah. I think it's just like, give yourself permission to almost like surrender and just let the universe just catch you. It's okay. There's no point in trying to control the next three, six, 12 months or, you know, things out of our control. Just relax and just like pause and flow. How do you find the balance between, because obviously you're very driven person. You've said a number of times when I was younger, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to break that cycle. I knew that I wanted to do really great and big things. How do you balance that with the surrender and flow? It's hard because like I'm a type A personality and I'm a perfectionist, (laughs) but I think it's just, I have to say to myself, I give myself permission. That's self-soothing to be like, it's okay. Like, this is fine. Just allow the universe to navigate you because probably the next chapter is going to be bigger than what you're currently in at the moment. And that's okay. I love that. You never know what's coming, right? So you can kind of have that drive and know and trust and go, it could be way bigger than I imagined. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like way bigger. I know. And that's the mindset that I've got at the moment because I'm going through a breakup. So I'm just like, it's okay. Like this is happening for a reason and for a purpose. It's uncomfortable, but the growth is needed. Therefore the next chapter, it's, you know, 12 months time. I'm probably going to be like, yeah, I'm glad I went through that. Like, I'm glad I'm, I'm where I am right now, just because it's important to have those lessons as well too. Did you imagine that you'd be where you are today 12 months ago? No, (laughs) no. I like 12 months ago, I was like in my corporate job. Yeah, I was obviously single back then, but then I met someone and yeah, my life the last 12 months has been crazy to say the least. So crazy. (laughs) When I think about all the things that I've done, I'm just like, whoa, that's a lot in 12 months, girlfriend. Like what's going to happen in the next 12 months? (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Exciting things. I know. 
Can you share a couple of the big highlights? It's like, it's so silly, but just like those little things, like the highlight for me is just waking up and knowing that I've got an abundance of money in my bank account. And I know that I'm safe because I have associated money and safety together. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine. Like I, I don't need to worry about that. Like that's a highlight for me. And I guess the other highlight is just, I've formed so many great relationships and connections the last 12 months that it's almost like if I needed anything, I could just send a message or email someone and be like, hey, I need a hand. I think that's just been the best, the absolute best. I mean, like, look, Vogue was amazing, but like this, but it's just the simple things for me that I'm like, yeah, this is what life's about. This is great. That's so nice to hear because when I think about what I know about your last 12 months, you know, the fact that you've left your job and you're working full-time for yourself. Yeah, you had that Vogue feature. I know you're on the Shameless podcast, which was a really big thing for you too. Like so many big vision goals you've hit. To hear you say the best things is that I know that I'm financially secure and safe and the relationships that I've built. Like it's just so nice to know that really that's what matters in the end, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Totally. Yeah. Definitely. So good. To finish, I'd love to just ask if you've got anything you'd like to say to people who are starting out in their business. You should just go for it. I woke up one morning and was like, I'm going to quit my corporate job. I'm just going to go for it. What's the worst that's going to happen? I have to go get a job at Coles or something <laughs> in like 12 months time. When we release one thing, we're creating space for abundance. So Keep that in the back of your mind and 100% just do what you need to do for you and your business. Just go for it. No fear. No fear. Exactly. No fear. Or feel the fear and do it anyway, right? Yeah. So good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you for having me. I love our little chats. (laughs) So good. We've had a few now. We have. We have. It's good. Well, until next time. Until next time. (laughs) Until next time. Isn't Alira just amazing? She has built the most incredible business in a really intuitive way. So I hope that you enjoyed that conversation as much as we enjoyed recording it for you. Don't forget the doors to my spiritual business mistress mind are now open and I am here on Instagram at beck.cazillo if you want to chat about it. You can also find out more at the link in the show notes. All right, beautiful human. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Feminine Fire. I will see you next week. Big love. Big love.